Hello and welcome to this week's photography podcast. This week is, uh, oh, I don't know, I've lost count of the episodes, 48, I think, so I haven't actually lost count. Um, we've got another great guest on tonight, um, all the way from Canada, uh, a brilliant photographer, brilliant vlogger, very thought-provoking, and, uh, well, I'll let him tell you the rest, it's Simon Byrne. Hello, Simon. Bonjour. Bonjour. Thank welcome. you for having me. Welcome to the podcast. Now, before we get going, I will say that we had a comment last week from Gear Railson, and he said, oh, first of all, he said, congratulations, Dave. A lot of people said congratulations, Dave. So Thank you. Congratulations, let's just, Dave. Let's just say that again. Congratulations, Dave. Uh, he said, I really enjoy watching these talks, guys. I think I've watched every one, but I would like a presentation of your guests let them talk about themselves a little bit, maybe show a few pictures. So um, we'll, we'll, I'll try and lay some pictures over the top. But uh, Simon, do you want to tell us a little, like literally putting you right on the spot? This is where you do your PowerPoint presentation yeah. that you prepared, <laughs> Simon, earlier. Yeah, yeah that one. Well, the easiest thing same. is just to go to my YouTube channel and watch the trailer because that says everything. Um, okay, Done. all right. So um, <laughs> I am, um, I am. well, the the... the the modern word is content creator. I, I, I do photography and video content and create a strategy for brands and publications and um, lifestyle, travel, tourism, food, drink, automotive uh, in particular. And uh, <clears throat> excuse me, landscape and travel photography is really a hobby, particularly landscape photography. I keep it in the domain as a purely as a hobby and uh, just have fun with it and that's how I met all you guys, right? Through through the fun of the uh, of the hobby. Absolutely. Yeah. Is that enough? That's great. Yeah, no, that's yeah, great. I'm, well I'm, I'm nervous now. I'm, I... Sorry, did we all meet on Derwent Water? Uh, that was the first time. There. About for yourself, Jim. Yeah. Oh, wasn't there? Yeah. First time. Yeah, apart yeah. from Jim, I met all you three for the first time in person at Derwent Water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was 2018. Two, 2018. How time flies. And then the following day, me, you. Tom Peters and Chris Sale went out. Chris Sale went out for the day. And I actually, funny enough, I was talking to Chris the other day. We had a, oh, a yeah. Zoom video thing and was saying that was one of the best days I've ever had. That was it brilliant was. with you guys. It was. it was just such a fun day. Oh, and that's was. really what, what this is all about, as far as I'm concerned, is just meeting cool people and having a great laugh. And you know, I hope, I hope you yeah. won about the first day there, not the second one. <laughs> no, second one. Both. <laughs> anyway, don't worry, because Gary will be able to edit that intro down to something usable. He's <laughs> oh, like that. Oh, straight in, straight in. Um, what have we been up to this week? Anybody done anything exciting? Anything to tell us? Any news? I drove to Reading and back in one day. Ooh. And I did some black and white portrait photography. Yeah, I saw that. It's very good. Very good as well. Mm. If ever anything was outside my comfort zone. It, 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 taking the images was fine. I, I bought a little 45mm f1.8, so it's equivalent of a 90mm. Lovely little lens. Cost me about 100 quid off MPP, so I thought I won't use it much. And it actually took... The images were great, but processing them... Oh, I was scratching my head over the processing. Not a clue. Really? Yeah, I was watching YouTube videos, you know, how, how to make the most of your portraits. Didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> But um, but the the ones that turned out really well were actually art directed by Holly, 
she said, I want this and I want that. And we, we've got a professional photographer coming later in the week. Oh, thanks a lot. Um, and, uh, and so she said, but that, what, that photographer will tell us what to do. And this is where I can tell you what I want. So, okay, so I did that. But, um, yeah, that's what I did. I actually did quite enjoy it. I'll probably do it again at some point. Mm. Very nice photos they were too, mate. Very nice. Mm, nice little triptych. Yeah. Mm. Anyone else do anything exciting? No? Not this week, no. No. I, I bought a new drone this week. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I've just all the moaning I've done about drones. I would never use a drone. I've had three drones and I've sold them. I bought another one. I don't know why. What have you got, then? What do you get? Just a Mavic Mini. Not a Mavic Mini 2, just the original Mavic Mini. Yeah. Um, 300 quid it was. And just, I just get, I just, I'm at a point, I think, where some of the shots that I want to get, are just, they're out of reach without a drone. And it's not, I'm not talking about the, the high shots. I'm talking about just, like, just jib shots and crane shots that, that you can just use a drone for that you just you know if you, you can't be lugging around a great big sort of you know loaded jib unit or a, or a dolly or something like that drone would be brilliant for it so so you're gonna be artistic with it i am yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i haven't I haven't taken it out of the box yet <laughs> no. i bought it three days ago well i have actually i've charged it up but i haven't used it but yeah i just i just want to i just think i think a lot of people they buy a drone and they think that the thing to do is to push it up to, you know, 400 feet and just take as high a shot as they can. But I think there's loads more scope to do some really yeah, cool real things. Yeah, real turn level and things like that. Can really, yeah, 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 just, yeah, mm-hmm. just literally even, yeah, yeah. like, use it as, you know, where you do your walk, for instance, you walk past. Yeah. Well, if you fly the drone out quite a long way away and you walk into the scene or walk across the scene, imagine how desolate and sort of isolated you can make yourself look. Mm, with a mm. distant shot just using a static drone you know just something yeah. like that so yeah mm. so i bought that today, are you thinking I, of climbing mountains then gary no. the grand vista shots and no not really <laughs> not really not he's yet, gonna anyway. send a drone up for a look yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i'm not doing that <clears throat> yeah <laughs> i'll see how long it takes a drone to get up there and then multiply that by 100 i bought the the mavic mini when it came out because it's the sort of thing that you don't notice when you're carrying it around in your bag but i use it quite mm. a lot for exactly that sort of thing loads yeah. of opportunities to to put a, a sequence together where you've got two or literally four five second bits of drone dropped in that you yeah. just couldn't possibly do without it um and it's very rarely you can tell it's a drone shot. I think yeah. the last time I used it was January when I was walking down by the stream and I thought, oh, I'll just hover it and walk past it and I'm exactly. you know, 50 metres away. Mm. Um, but all, I, too, I do like using it for, and I have done this quite a few times, is a reveal shot so that I'll fly it backwards and I'm stood there by a tripod as if I'm framing up a shot and I'll, I'll fly it backwards over me and reveal me stood there with a tripod and I've done that a few mm. times. There's a definite knack to making it look like you're taking a shot when you're actually because so many people do it. And you, you need go, to control. I can see time. you controlling that. I can see you. You're sort of. Yeah. Look, you, can you, know, you put you, some sort of auto route though? Automatic setting. You can't with the mini. You just pre-program your flight. No, the mini no. doesn't. Although there, saying there's, that, Dave, there's. I was looking, and there is an app a third-party app you can buy now because they release the software development kit. 
Yes. And there's a third party app that does tracking uh, and all those are things. You, are you thinking of Litchi? That's it, yeah. Yeah. It, it's quite janky. If oh, you want to, ha- if you want three hundred quid buzzing around, and it could off at any minute. Sorry, <laughs> go away. Yeah. And it could just suddenly head off. Um, yeah, I, I've heard of flyaways using Litchi, and oh, I really? tried it. Ooh. It was okay, but I was just in the field in front of the house, and I thought, no, I'm not doing this halfway up a quarry in Moor Shabod or something like that. Fair enough. Mm. Fair enough. Well, mm. in that case, I shan't be doing that. But there's still loads of things you can do with it, as you say, that those sort of jib shots and dolly shots and, yeah. you know, I mean, just just doing a slide shot two feet above the ground. Exactly. It's, it's really difficult to do that steadily with a, a yeah. GoPro or whatever, even on a gimbal. Yeah. yeah, there's so much, I think, that you can do with a, a drone other than use it like a standard drone. Mm, yeah. And that's that's the reason I sort of got it. And the reason I got the one... Is because although it, it only shoots, I think, 24 and 30 in 4K, you can shoot 60, I think, in 1080. I've upscaled some stuff in mm-hmm. 1080 on DaVinci Resolve, and you can't tell it's not 4K. Mm. You know, mm. so it's a no-brainer for me, really, to mm. to sort of to get that one. To, to the camera's it. not bad on it either and it's not you know it's not great quality but it's not bad to be fair for a few top-down shots you can get some really unique shots with that drone i was kicking myself i went up to north norfolk and went on the salt marshes and took my drone up there and took some shots going out towards the sea and then back again and then when i looked back on it i thought you idiot there's a gorgeous pattern of the salt marshes right underneath it and if i'd have took a top-down shot of that with a drone it would have looked really unique but it's um yeah, no, it's not a bad little camera. Could have been Wax Mondays with that. Kind of you do quite a bit of drone work, don't you, Simon? Not in Canada, no, because they, they, they changed all the all the laws, and it's uh, I didn't take the, um, the the test. Like they're really strict here. Uh, okay. It's like a yeah, like a communist country these days. <laughs> um, but I, I yeah, when I go to England, I I come back to England, I, I bring it with me, and I've got my little life. Well, it's expired now, but I paid my nine pounds to the to the UK government, and off I go. And uh, that's when I really enjoy using it. But I'm same same as Gary. I I, I don't want to use it just as a a you know do the the default drone shots. I want to use it for for some cool shots that you wouldn't even know it a drones being used. In fact, truth is, I do take it out every now and then in Canada and use it legally. Um, I hope the government isn't watching. But you wouldn't know. You just wouldn't know. Like it, mm-hmm. I, I like to put it up in, you know, twenty foot up in a, in a, in sort of just before a canopy in a woods, looking down, for example. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't, you wouldn't know if you're only seeing two seconds and you're doing cut, cut, cut. It, it the, the whole sequence edited together looks really cool, but you wouldn't know a drone was two of those shots were different drone shots in there, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, I've sort of got bored of the whole drone flying through the air for thirty seconds and. You know, that's sort of, I know, unless you're somewhere really stunning. Yeah. Maybe like Snowdonia. Oh, yeah, you need three drones here. Yeah. Or even better, the Lake District. Boo. Or the fence. Well, I've, flown, I've flown my drone in the Lake District more than anywhere else, <laughs> and I've only been there twice. You and, did? Uh, you didn't know Rydal Cave? Huh? Rydal Cave, remember? Oh, that's right, yeah, yeah. Yes. But but I, I, my, my drone's are like a three-year-old one, and, and the sense is like pretty archaic so that shot that i did in low light it's just terrible i mean little little sensors are, are useless mm. anyway right for low light and um um but yeah 
That was kind of cool, actually. But, so you, um, the new you, ones, you know, there's a new one just come out. I think it was yesterday. Yeah, two. Yeah. Mavic Air 2, wasn't it? Yeah, and that's kind of cool because it's got sensors. I don't know whether some of the, the other models in the recent sort of last year have got them or not, but it, this one's got four four sensors all, all around, so you can actually, it'll actually automatically stop and fly around things. And my my one, my old one, has only got it on the front. So, you know, doing those reveal shots that Dave was talking about, I, I actually crashed my, I've crashed it twice now trying to do that because it's got no sensors. But yeah, so that new one looks pretty cool. But what about your one that you've just bought? Does that have sensor on the back or? I think so. Yeah, I think it's got it's got all the um, safety. No, Dave, no, has it not? No, they're, they're, they're just placeholders. <clears throat> I'll be honest with you, though, I'm going to switch them off anyway, as soon as I get sort of, you know, a bit of flight time, because part no, of it, it hasn't got any sensors, mate. Well, it's I won't switch it off because it hasn't got any. I'm not even going to bother looking to see if it's Don't got any. Don't turn them on, even. Yeah, no. So I'm uh, sorry, my camera's playing up. That's all right. Yeah, okay, if I keep me. disappearing, it's this cheap Sony rubbish. So we're talking about, um, let's talk about cinematic vlogs, because you do a lot of cinematic vlogs, don't you, Simon? Apparently, apparently, Jamie, that's right, isn't it? You, you didn't it, just he does that a lot. Ago, I've watched you? his YouTube band, yeah. channel for and, many and years. And yeah. we were sort of discussing on Monday that we might use this as a topic to say that, you know, do do we prefer the cinematic style of vlog or do we prefer the, the more talking and just getting out there and almost like being in the moment type of vlog? And, and, and what are the pros and cons of each, I think? So, I mean, you make a lot of cinematic vlogs, but do you do, you do that because you prefer that style or do you just like to be creative? Um, well, cinematic is a very vague word. Um, so just want to touch on that. Um, to a lot of people, a lot of these younger creators in particular, cinematic means shallow depth of field, um, lots of crazy in camera transition movements, um, slow motion, uh, speed ramping. And that to me isn't cinematic that's just cool effects which can work some things and and yeah. be distractive be a distraction that's but right tank, because because the true cinematic vlogs are bar at the top and bar at the bottom aren't they well and that too and i do that i, I like to move my bars in for that yeah, right? yeah, you, you that, gotta yeah. you gotta play the game right that's you know, how you, you know not... it's cinematic it's almost and also like the... and also a teal and orange color grading as well yes that's yeah. that's right yeah um <laughs> oh yeah oh. <laughs> But to me, cinematic means um, the way you film stuff, the the, 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 the the amount of camera angles you use and the way you light something to enhance the story that you're telling. You know, that's, you know, cinematic cinema, movies. You know, everything in a movie is, is there's so much thought put into the lighting and, and, and the atmosphere that's created to enhance the actual story and the feelings that they're trying to evoke, right? That to me is cinematic. I mean... I can't, the only the only movie I can think of that that has a slow motion um, sequence is is Ma- the Matrix, right? And and I don't know any movies that use speed ramping and all these jiggy jaggy you know twisty in camera effects and so. But anyway, to, sorry to <laughs> to go back to you. I I like doing I like shooting that sort of um, those interesting B roll segments. <laughs> I, I think it adds uh, it adds some context to to your if you if you are vlogging if you're going somewhere and talking about you know what you're photographing having a bunch of b-roll and some some nice sequences and everything it helps helps tell the story it gives a bit of context it shows what you 
it shows the, the big picture it shows little details it really helps to, to to fill in a lot of a lot of information for the viewer um but quite honestly the reason why i do it isn't for isn't for the isn't for the that video or for my channel it's because i just want to practice that because i've got I'm looking beyond YouTube eventually, and and I just want to practice my filmmaking. To be honest, so is that what? In the... Sorry, is that what advertisers look for? As if a, if a client approaches, is that the sort of product thereafter? A more cinematic presentation, obviously. Sometimes yes, and, and and not because they 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 need it, or not because they really need it, but they think they do, and and quite honestly, you know, the market dictates what you do as a creative person, as a photographer or a filmmaker or whatever, right? And sometimes you just have to go with the flow whether you like it or not. And if people, I mean, like right right now, the big the big trend with brands, like drink brands, for instance, and you know, coffee or whether it's beer or whatever, um, it's being very influenced by the, the Toronto creator, Daniel Schiffer, right? That does the drops cans into the water with all the fruit going in. Have you seen all of that stuff? Mm um there's yeah. and everybody's doing that well you know if a if a beer company came to me and said hey we love all this stuff that's being created can you do that we want we want some sequences like that for a marketing campaign you know what am i going to do i'm going to personally think oh i mean that's done to death you know have i really got to do that but then i need to pay the bills i, I just want exactly. to do my job so you do what they yeah. want basically yeah so yeah mm. so i'll say yeah i sure i can do that yeah. so but i got to know what i'm doing <laughs> so you know um yeah i think so, going back to um i know you mentioned films earlier i think the only uh, director that comes to my mind is all oh, these speed ramp is um guy Ritchie in Lockstock yeah. and smoky yes Barrels. yes yes good point good point yeah yeah well, that's he really kind of, stands out that's kind of dated though isn't it yeah yeah it's yeah. kind of it's kind of been done and i think yeah. the thing is is it, because 20 years ago when those films were out it is sherlock holmes as well did you yeah. Sherlock Holmes as well? He did, yeah. He did. He did the same. Yeah. yeah. Twenty yeah. years ago, though, when those films were out, we didn't have that sort of ability to do that, like for our own fun. They were no. like there's expensive bits of software that only film companies could afford. Nowadays, everyone's got that, so we're kind of lagging behind, if you like. And everyone wants to do. I've done it, you know, speed ramp and a clever transition and a bit of like you know color popping and all that sort of thing. But yeah. you're right, cinematic is is putting together a series of well-cut and well-filmed edits, if you like, to, to, to or frames to make a story, to tell a story. Yeah, enhance mm. the story, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think someone, I mean, if you look at it, you're talking about practising for almost bigger things. Someone who's done that as well is like Jay Gilmore. You look at him, he's now, mm. I believe, he's been contacted by people to, to, to you know, produce things for them. Yes. And that's because he's gone out onto YouTube and just with quite, you know, no disrespect, but quite sort of mundane, low-budget, you know, um, subjects. He's not gone out and done like a spectacular, or you know, someone jumping out of a plane or something. They're sort of, yeah. you know, but he's shown his skills. Yeah. Well, what's mm. interesting is that is is the whole the whole landscape for for, for photography and filmmaking or video production, really, um, is changing because, you know, fifteen twenty years ago. There were a lot of big brands. Let's use beer, beer and cider as an example. Um, there were lots of, there were very few big brands, and they had big agencies and big production companies, and you couldn't even get a look in there unless you go through the traditional um, sort of process of getting a job as a lackey in a production studio and working your way up. And but now 
there, there are far more smaller businesses, smaller breweries and cideries, but they can't afford to go to those big agencies and production companies to get, you know, video content, commercials filmed. They, they don't have the budget. So it sort of opened it up for, for small creators, I suppose, like myself, mm. that, that one, one, two, three people can go in and create something that traditionally was done by a 15-person crew for half a million pounds or whatever. Um, so, yeah, there's a, there's a, I think there's a lot of opportunity out there, and I forgot what the original question was, and I think I'm going off tangent. <laughs> well, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Have any of us scripted... Uh, a vlog before in terms of actually just story storyboarded it out you know let's plan what we're going to do how we're going to do it and actually do it because i've never done that i'll be honest i've never scripted a vlog and storyboarded. i i have i have wanted to ask if i'm thinking about a certain subject the one i think of if when i talk about the advantages of using a telephoto lens so what i what i did is gather together a a lot of bullet points and then just talk around that in different scenarios but not interestingly not that was one of my favorite videos of yours yeah mm-hmm. i think it's coincidental it's popular <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah well, but i, I don't particularly there. enjoy doing them that to, to be honest you know i've done it once with the um the whole thing about the lockdown so leading up to lockdown and then boris announcing lockdown and then being in the house and that and i kind of storyboarded it because I knew the shots that I wanted to get and I could get them. It's very difficult, I think, when you're out to storyboard your day because you don't know what you're going to get. You know, you couldn't go out... Especially in the films, late districts, you know. Exactly. You couldn't go out somewhere like that and say, right, storyboard this and you're going to do it. You could have a shot list, though. You know, I'm I'm sure you know much more about this, Simon, than, than I do. But, you know, you could have a shot list. You could say, right, I need a, you know, most good good films if you like videos vlogs whatever you want to call them they'll have a, an opening sequence where you've got an establishing shot and so you know uh, something here and something there and them and you could write down a list of all the shots you want to, I mean, i've never done it but I, somehow i might start doing you know. mm. well maybe, maybe that's the difference between a vlog and a, and a film or a cinematic vlog is the fact that a vlog is just simply us going out and being spontaneous on the day depending on the conditions and whatever pictures we take is what it is yeah. but something that's more scripted and something that's more um thought through in terms of shots that you want to take or the way that you want to film your b-roll and how you want to present it is more of a film and more, more of a cinematic so maybe it all depends at the end of the day how you edit how you edit it you can still go out from a it's load of footage uh, images and then just build a story mm. uh, along with a voiceover yeah, create a story that way. That's what I do a lot. A lot. I think there's a skill mm-hmm. in both. I think there's a a real skill in storyboarding uh, a film, but there's also a real skill in going out, not knowing what you're going to get, and turning that into a story in the edit. Mm-hmm. There's a bit of yeah. skill in knowing, yeah. thinking, I need B-roll for this. I need B-roll for this. I need a bit, while you're out on the fly, and then getting back and then going, right, what's the story here? How am I going to tell this story? And there's, I think there's a bit of skill in both, definitely. Yeah. It's interesting how we think in terms of uh, producing videos as a skill, as a something we enjoy doing in parallel to the photography because, you know, for, for each of us, whilst we may not have a storyboard, whilst we may not have, oh, we're going to do this, this and this, 
we're also not, it's not just some random stream of consciousness like a running commentary on ourselves. Mm. We know we're going to hook sequences together with a bit of B-roll. We know we're going to put a bit of B-roll over where we're talking and all of these things um, because we just enjoy the process of making videos. So I think that however we approach it and, you know, we sort of, we've talked many a time about, well, do we really care very much about what what we're trying to achieve in terms of, oh, if you do, if you do it cinematic, you'll you'll get a bigger audience than this, that and the other. We just do it because we enjoy it. And, and like Simon was saying, you know, he enjoys the landscape photography as a, as a, as a hobby. My bloody camera's gone again. Sorry about this, folks. I'm still here. I'm still. I'm with you in spirit. Oh, there you are. <laughs> Terrible power cuts in Wales at the moment. Don't Absolutely. buy a Sony RX100. You know, I think I think we think it's overheating. Producing videos for YouTube, I think there's 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 two thoughts, or at least I have two thoughts. There's, are you going to do a vlog style? video that is packed full of value like you know your thought process and how you're composing an image and all of this sort of stuff or are you going to create something where the value is is so it's so sorry so the value there is um you know technical and creative value in terms of the photography or are you going to create something where the value is sort of entertainment value where you're showing off your 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 you know your your where you are in the in the best possible way to just to keep you know, viewers watching, oh, look at that beautiful view and look at that lovely shot. Oh, that's fantastic. You know, it, it, it's, it's, and, and like sometimes I try to do, well, actually not sometimes when I, when I do ever have the time to go out and, and, and do that, I try to do both actually. Um, I try to give some photography value, but I also try to create something that you just want to watch because it's just nicely shot and, and put together. But I think, I don't know about you guys, but what I find is the stuff that I don't give any thought to and I just randomly go out and, and start talking and, and post something, um, gets more views, way more views than where I've actually thought, right, I'm going to go out and I'm actually going to film something, try and do something quality today, and I'm going to do some nice B-roll and, and do all of this and nicely edit it together. And I, I don't know, I, I just, well, I just did recently, I, I last, I think about a month ago, I, I did this, this spur moment thing where I was sitting in a park bench I was just talking about my little camera bag and my lightweight gear that I'm using now. And and it gets over 3,000 views. And I just put out a video this week where I actually put some effort for the first time in ages where I edited it together and I shot my bureau on and, you know, a lot of thought and time went into it. And I've got like 200 views. I think, why, why do I why do I bother? Mm. <laughs> so so I, I think people want value. Right? They're looking for, for they're looking for, you know, tips and tricks and, and, yeah. and more than they are to be entertained in our genre i think it's interesting though because th this this leads on to something that we're going to talk about perhaps in a little while but just touching on it now i had a bit of an epiphany at the weekend about views and subscribers and monetization and i and i think that going forward i, I don't really and i don't care of course i care but i want to make videos that are that are creatively worth something if that makes sense. So so I want to make videos that I've worked hard to produce the best I can for something that I'm proud of, rather than I found myself recently having thoughts about, oh, what's going to get the most views here? What's going to get them, you know, what's going to get me more subs in? I'll mm. do that. I'll just do that. And to me, that's kind of filler now. And I don't want to do filler. Right? And I don't care if, you know, I want to create something that I'm proud of and that, say, my 
core, everyone's got a core subscriber base, if you like, that will watch you and and it isn't about trying to draw new people. It's about, you know, making those people happy, if you like, and making yourself happy. And I want to aim at that now. So if, even if even if 100 or 200 people watch it, rather than, you know, uh, 1,500 or, or whatever, I'd rather do that now than have loads of people watch it but not be happy with it, just be doing it for the sake of it, you know, almost like a bit of a sort of like a, a, a boy band analogy, you know, just turning out another... Another record, another record. Yeah, well, another record. Mm, also, yeah. it would be no fun at all. I mean, let's be fair. We could all go out and shoot an oversaturated sunset, stick it on Instagram and soak up the love. But we'd soon get pretty <coughs> bloody fed up if, if that was, you know, what we were doing just for people to go, oh, yeah, terrific shot. So, you know, we have photographic integrity and it's perfectly reasonable that we should also have video integrity, mm. I think. Yeah, definitely. I just think it causes too, too much anxiety as well. You're thinking too much about the views, Luke. Yeah. You know, the, yeah, the subjects. No it would it? <clears throat> well, what, I mean, you, you've touched on it already. So it is all about enjoying yourself. And over time, you created that leads to better content because you're enjoying yourself. And in time, that leads to more views, etc. So it's a rolling yeah. subject, isn't it, really? Well, this is the thing. I mean, we can talk about it now if you want to, but I was. I, I was, yeah, I was, I was kind of becoming, so for, for the last few months, I've been way more subscriber and view orientated than I was before that. And I, and I had, I, I'd almost unconsciously slipped into that. So prior to that, it was always about being creative, trying to inspire people and trying to shine a light on bloggers or creators or whatever you want to call them. Who, who have got le way less, you know, subscribers than me, way sort of way less. I mean, I'm not saying I'm big, but bigger than sort of like, you know, a smaller vlogger and giving them a platform. And that's what I was always about. And over the last sort of few months, I feel like I've gone away from that or had gone away from that. And I was starting to think, oh, must do a website, must start selling prints, you know, must start doing this, must start doing that. And it's almost like, all of my creativity was was just stifled because I was going into this other whole area of sort of, oh, it's got to be about, you know, what am I going to do in the future? How am I going to make this work? And as soon as I, I realised at the weekend, I mean, I realised beforehand, but I switched off all my ads. I just said, right, I'm not bothering anymore with this website at the moment. I'm not bothering with ads. I'm not bothering with, you know, all of these bits and pieces. Just going to go back to what I was doing before, and all of a sudden, I had all these ideas come flooding back. What about doing this, or what about doing that? And they weren't, they weren't there before, because it was all I was all driven down a single single path, almost, if that makes sense. Mm. It's interesting, isn't it? Because none of us, apart from Simon to an extent, are professionals in terms of trying to sell through our YouTube channels. As Simon admitted earlier on, he, he does his landscape photography in his YouTube primarily as a hobby. Uh, and if it promotes his work through his product photography and automotive, then that's a bit of a spin-off. But none of us are really pushing our work through our channels. So therefore, it is more of a pastime than something that is meant to generate revenue for us or opportunity. So we shouldn't necessarily be completely absorbed by views and subs. But I think it's it's natural to be concerned if you're not getting views and you're not and you're losing subs because you're then thinking about well what's wrong with my content what's wrong with what I'm doing so I think it's natural to be 
you know, inquisitive about, you know, let's get how I can get more views and how I can get more subs, but it shouldn't absorb you and it shouldn't take over your, you know, for your point, Gary, your creative mind to the point where that's all you focused on. It should just be happening naturally. So we shouldn't let it take over us. But I think we all will be, you know, whenever we release a video, we'll look where the views are, how the views are comparing to other videos. And you just can't help. It's just a natural, you know, we put it public. So at the end of the day, we're, we're interested in what the public think. And I think that's just natural yeah. of, of anybody being on YouTube that they are naturally, you know, wanting the attention in a way, albeit, you know, not necessarily for adoration, but more for, you know, yeah. reflection of what we do and uh, acceptance of that we can do a good job taking a picture and also creating a video. So. I think, like I said, when we were chatting about it, because you, you're bang on, you're absolutely spot on. Of course, you know, you, 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 don't, you can't put a video out you don't. You wouldn't put it out on YouTube if you didn't want people to watch it, would you? Mm. You you just wouldn't. You just keep it to yourself. But the point is, is I I think that I crossed the line where I stopped worrying about people watching it because they enjoyed the creative content of it and the and the you know the sort of the, the quality of it, if you want. And I started thinking about it in terms of money. You know, all that that almost like extra view there is is you know what half a penny or whatever ridiculous amount is. But that. yeah, but it's like you you you, you sort of. You, you tend to, once you're getting it into your head, you start thinking, I mean, we've all done it, and I'm sure we've all done it. I've gone down the route of thinking, oh, workshops, I could run workshops, and I could I could sell prints here. I could I could do channel membership, you know. I could, I could you know, and I hold my hands up, you know. I, oh, what about if I did coffee? You know, you know, you know. Yeah. No, but I did. I have done everything. I'm just saying. Or you, pay, what you do, you just took the piss out of it instead. Yeah, so yeah, I did, yeah, yeah, well, I did, or, or Patreon or something. But yeah. I think the thing is, is the the more that I thought about all this stuff, the further I was going away from the reason I started the channel yeah, in the first place. Like you say, Jamie, I'm just a hobbyist. I'm just an amateur. I just enjoy it for the sake of doing it. And as soon as I switched off and went, actually, no, do you know what? This is why I do it. I found I started enjoying it so mm. much more again. And I think my last vlog is one of my best ones I've done for ages because I was just yeah. enjoying my day. You could see you know? that. And just and that enjoying came, yeah, the process. Exactly. That and that came, came across in the camera. Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. And if you come across as more enthusiastic, you attract naturally more views. That's, mm. that's how it works, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. the content. Just, just to clarify, Jamie, I, I don't use my channel for, for clients. I don't show it to clients or I don't sort of monetize it in any way directly no. like that it's just really it, it is it is for my pure enjoyment and yeah. to learn i'm learning from it yeah but if clients um, happen to see it and then register that you're producing i hope they don't, okay. hope they don't see it honestly okay. I, I i've got a whole other platform and other stuff where i put proper right. work videos i don't oh, I keep do you? the two separate oh yeah right. i keep the two separate use no, a different no, if, format to promote then uh, absolutely and and if i'm and and I actually go to clients anyway and, and, and give them private stuff. No, I, I don't want to go into that, but that's no, no, this, my channel is completely for, um, for, for, for my hobby, for my enjoyment, for fun and to be part of this, this great group of guys like yourselves and, and just, and learn. It, it's a learning platform as well as a social platform. It's a learning platform. Um, mm. but it's interesting though, you know, talking about building your channel is, so many people will start and it's their hobby and they like going out on weekends and shooting and making the vlogs and it slowly turns into oh maybe i can start doing workshops or maybe i can start selling you know this and that or 
and and mm. I find I, there's nothing wrong with that. I find that really interesting. Um, but I'm I, I I for me, I have zero. Um, I have nothing to sell. Other photographers, the public, if you like, are not my audience. I have I I don't tend, intend to do workshops. I don't I don't want to do color grading packages or books or or anything. I have nothing to sell. If you want to do a workshop with me and we, we go out and meet at the Lake District one weekend, I'll do it for free. How about that? Like, seriously, uh, nothing to sell. But maybe I should. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I mean, it, I, but I think that can sort of can spoil things. But I, I don't know. I mean, if, if you don't do photography and, and something creative is your job, maybe maybe you want to do it. For me, for me, I don't, because I already do that for my job, albeit in a different field. I don't feel the need to to want to build. Does that make sense? I don't want to build into. I don't want to create a business out of out of what Your I do hobby. on YouTube. Yeah. Mm. But I have. I've, I I think if people do that, I, I you know good good for them. I, I don't have any problem with that. I think I, I I actually like to see people you know build a channel and and make money and, and start to go somewhere with it. I think it's fantastic. And, you know, why not? If you're, yeah. if you're providing value and, and that's the key, that's the key. And I a hundred percent, I a hundred percent agree, but you've got to provide value. You've got to provide something yeah. that's, that's, that's saleable. That's, that's worth, you know, that's worth it. And, yeah. and I, and I like, you know, I, I, again, I've been very critical of people in the past very critical of, of all sorts of things but i'm going to try and step back from that myself personally and be a lot less don't smile dave it's true i'm going to try and be, <laughs> I'm going to try and be a lot less judgmental with people and say yeah all right if that's what you want to do fine absolutely fine yeah just don't don't or all, all jump on the I, I the only thing i don't like is is actually and and i again it's just a personal thing but i can't can't hold it against the people that do it is all of these big channels they all get sent the same piece of gear and they all launch their videos on the same day. Like the new, the new DJI drone that came out yesterday. You've got like, I don't subscribe to any of the big channels anymore, but I still somehow get them on my feed or, in, uh, um, you know, suggestions. Everybody's, everybody's re reviewed the same damn drone talking about yeah. just spilling off the whole, you know, press release information specs. And, you know, it's just, Oh, give me a break. But you know what? It, it's, it, it's their living. <laughs> their YouTube channel is their living, and it and it makes them money. So why not? People, people not look at them and go, every. I mean, I watch a few, and they're always this is the best, the best one ever, the best drone ever, the best camera yeah. ever, the best this ever, and every single one. The next one is the best one ever, the best one ever. Wouldn't it be refreshing if one of them said, "Yeah, no, that's a bit shit actually." <laughs> yeah, the worst ever. Yeah, I don't yeah. like this one. Don't buy this. Yeah. <laughs> then they wouldn't get that company wouldn't send them any more gear and oh no but it'd be fun though wouldn't it <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> all right well i think we've exhausted that conversation <laughs> but i think um shall we not link on to the fact that simon you use when you go out and do your photography you, you say you separate your landscape stuff in your video and your photos as well you go out and take images with the intent of selling on stock is that right or for no. advertisers no do you not not anymore no editorial no use no you used to 20 odd years i did um no i suppose i, I suppose i suppose i'll perhaps I'll... i should have done my own work before 
You're a crap interviewer, James. No, you know what? No, that's that's not true. I mean, if I if I go somewhere, and and the view is absolutely stunning. Let's say I was in the Lake District, and the, and and you know the scene in front of me was stunning. I'm shooting for myself, but I probably can't resist doing a few, you know, verticals and you know just, just in not, case. Leaving a lot just of space in the top half of the image where usually you crop it out. Yeah, you did a video, didn't it? I'm sure you did a mm-hmm. video on it not too long ago. Mm, you oh, did. that was a you did. Of years ago now, yeah. You did. It was a while back. Corf Castle, yeah. wasn't it? You were Corf Castle. Yeah. 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 But uh, no, honestly, I've I, I got to be honest, I, I spend most of my effort in the filmmaking end of it now, not in not in worrying about what photos I'm going to come back with. That's just the photography is just an excuse to get out and make some video. But no, I know I, 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 I decided a long time ago that landscape photography was going to be purely a hobby mainly because I started doing landscape photography and working for brands and selling landscape images to brands. And suddenly I found myself, you know, going to like the Canadian Rockies, closing, I came to Canada and I sold a bunch of images to some banks for calendars and stuff. And then the next time after that, the next time I went to, to the Rockies, I felt this pressure. It's, oh, I'm only here for three days. Oh, I've got to get a whole bunch of sunrises and a whole bunch of sunsets and a whole bunch of this and that. And then it's hold on a minute. I'm not enjoying this now. Yeah. This is this is a weekend off. I've, I'm running an agency. This was back when I had an agency. I'm running the agency during the week. I just be, should be having fun and and just enjoying the hiking. And I don't need this. I don't. So I stopped doing it. Um. Yeah. It's 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 sometimes it's hard to separate the two. But no, I'm, I do a pretty good job of of just no, hobby hobby only, just for fun, no pressure. It's weird no, though. No pressure. You- you you look at I'd, I'd imagine you look at a landscape, even now, like you say, you just do it for fun. But even now, I bet you you look at a landscape and you think, oh, there's a lovely bit of dead space there. That would make a oh, nice yeah, bit. Yeah, that yeah, make yeah. a nice bit of room for some text. That would make a nice front cover, nice yeah. bit of text and mask yeah. head. Yeah. We, I mean, I don't know about you, the rest of you guys. I've never. I don't even think like that. Don't even. No, it doesn't even never. enter my head. But it's it's really interesting that you know because I'd imagine how many shots out there that people take that. You could never use in a magazine, never ever. Mm. Oh, you'd be surprised. Yeah. I used to, I used to, I've actually helped set up a lot of magazines and 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 play photo editor for them, and actually work with photographers, like professional ph- photographers that you know do this for a living, supposedly. And when they <laughs> when they come up, turn up with the images, you'd be surprised how they haven't got a clue half of them about shooting for for magazines, for a cover or for a, a spread or allowing for any sort of text and. And it's it's actually even more complicated now because we've got the internet, and you know so now you've got to shoot you know your your wide, uh, sort of you know uh, uh, panoramic type images for tops of pages. Banner, yeah. But you've also got to take into uh, consideration that, um, and Dave will would be able to talk more on this depending on how how the website is built. But as soon as you look at it on mobile, now it's vertical, right? So for instance, on Squarespace. And, and this is this is interesting because I already knew you were going to ask this question. Um, if you're shooting, say, a landscape shot, and you put you put your your subject on, you know, say the left left third, um, when you put it on a, a desktop, uh, you know, on a web page on a desktop, it's perfect. But as soon as as soon as you look at that on a mobile, it kind of it kind of goes like this, and then it goes in, right? Mm. So that that element that focal point of the image the whole point of the image 
is, is no friend. longer even visible on the on yeah. the low bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you so you have to go against what you know as a photographer in terms of you have to break the composition rules, like yeah. the rule of third in particular, and you have to make sure that if you're gonna go out and shoot landscapes and while you're shooting them you want to create something for editorial and digital use maybe that you could sell one day if you've got that lone tree in a field and you do your traditional shot where it's you know on a third third of the frame you've also got to do a version where it's smack bang in the middle which it might look really weird but mm. as soon as you put that on a web page and you see it you know and then it you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just there's so many considerations, but it, they go against what we what we do as as fine art photographers. If you're using an image as a section background and you want it to be parallax, so you're scrolling your text in front of it. Yeah, I, I've I've seen this countless times where the image is so distorted to fill the parallax space. It's just it's ridiculous. Yeah. So, I mean, so, some if if you look at some of the images that look great on a website, you just saw it as an image. You think, what the hell is that yeah. rubbish? Yeah, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you an example. There's a right plonker here that's got this website, <laughs> right? And he just uploaded a page yesterday. Um, and here's the banner at the top of the, here's the image at the top of the page, right? <laughs> so looking into the shot, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But as soon as you see that on mobile. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. Total amateur, that oh, guy. Terrible. Complete amateur. Terrible. Get rid of him. Honestly. You'd think <laughs> he was a print expert, wouldn't you? Not not an online chap. Print? I don't do any print anymore. <laughs> that's gone with the that's gone with the pterodactyls, that has. Everything's digital no, now. No, it hasn't. Print lives oh. on. <laughs> Oh, yeah. lives on. Embrace embrace paper based products, I say. <laughs> Please. Jamie's yeah. clinging on by his fingertips. Yeah. My job. But that's really interesting yeah. though, what you how you described it. Because you know, you wouldn't necessarily even think about trying to recompose a shot, would you, unless you actually see the impact it has on different devices. Uh, so, yeah, so if you're doing yeah. that, so so I guess the only way you'd do that is you, you'd you'd have to know that, and you'd have to go out there specifically with the brief to take a particular shot, and as you say, you'd have to take it in three or four different ways, different compositions, just to get the end result. So, yeah, I think you've got so many options now for for, for saleable images in different sort of mediums and platforms and whatnot that you, it's very hard to go out for fun and do some landscape photography and then consider everything because it's almost infinite in a way you you i think you need to want you need to figure out that if you want to have if you want to maybe sell some images down the road <clears throat> excuse me um whether it's on stock sites or whether you're talking to tourism organizations directly or whatever you kind of need to know who you're going to be talking to and what sort of content they produce and understand what their requirements are ahead of time you know it just makes life a lot easier um, you know, for instance, there might be a, I, I don't know, I never looked, but there might be a, say, a Lake District um, tourism organization, which is a, a very, you know, big guide that gets lots of views and they need to create lots of content. You kind of need to know that first mm. and, um, and, and shoot for that, you know. Okay, so moving on, 
<laughs> because we weren't going to we weren't going to discuss uh, photography room one hundred and one, uh, which photography uh, object we're going to put in room one hundred and one. But someone you need, you need to get on Mikey McManus for that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, actually, while we're at it, I, I want to mention. I forgot last week to mention Mikey's vlog. If you haven't had a chance to watch his, I don't think it's his latest one. I think it's the one before when he was talking about uh, the, the you know you can be negative and it's allowed. Uh, I, oh, thought yeah. it was a, awesome. I thought it was a brilliant vlog. Yeah. Really yeah. well rated, put his point across really well. And do you know what? He did that in pretty much one take, which shows the guy. It was scripted, guys, though. It was scripted. Well, I don't know. He I'm was reading sure a video printer. Yes, he oh, was. Look at his eyes. Okay. Well, yes. we'll, have to, we'll have to see if he, he comments on it and say he was. But I was impressed with, with his passion on the subject. And actually, you are allowed, people are allowed to have negative you know, conversations or be critical of other things. It's healthy to be critical and it's healthy to have people be critical of your work. It's how you learn and how you move forward. And it's how it's done. Yeah, to just ignore it and block it out, you're never going to grow as a person Mm -hmm. or a creator or whatever because you're just going to say, it's like, la, 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 la. It's like, you know, you're never going to learn when someone's trying to help you. Uh there you go. That was that. Anyway, what are we going to do? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Photography 101, but James hasn't got a... a Not just me, he, sir. Oh, and, and, and Dave. Who hasn't? Things. Yeah, but I can come up with something a bit sharpish because yeah. I'm quite <laughs> negative. I can think of about ten things straight away. No trouble so, at all. I, I think I think we'll give James five minutes to think about that. And just go you, along with it. If I pop up, you never know. Sorry, I haven't got that, but I didn't say. Um, <laughs> I think what we'll do quickly while we're all thinking about what to put in there is we can talk about uh, social media piracy. And this was something you wanted to talk about, Dave. Well, it wasn't so much I wanted to talk about. I was just interested to know what your thoughts are because I saw on Twitter, I, I've sort of had, not, not had to, but I, I'm still on Twitter and back on Instagram purely because I've got family and friends that are on it and I want to keep up with them. Uh, and by that I mean, you know, people that I would get in my car and go spend time with, not just people who I've heard of or whatever. So I won't be following anybody particularly. However, that said, I saw this thing, and I think it must have been a, a friend of a friend's, why it turned up on my feed. There's this woman who puts quite um, uh, eye-catching images up, all sorts of genres, and gets loads of love. Oh, lots of, that's fantastic. Oh, I'll retweet that. Oh, you know, that's terrific. And I thought, hang on a minute, I recognise that. That's a really well-known image. And you've just put it up there and palmed it off as your own work and not, not credited the original photographer. Um, and so I thought, no, I'm not having this. So I waded in with a comment, like, you know, oi, bitch, shape up. <laughs> and um, I, it, it was a, a full-on both barrels. I thought, I'm, I'm just not having this. I don't care what you think of me if I'm going to call you out on it. And so my question was, that's why I dumped it in our chat channel, was, you know, would you do that? Or would you pussyfoot around it? Or would you give someone both barrels for overtly ripping another photographer off who you knew they were being ripped off? I actually did it myself about, oh, I can't remember how long ago it was. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Neil Burnell. It was. It was his shot that someone had used. Mm. But she got it in the end, from another guy. So she got it from some, I think it was like either a um, a Tumblr account, I think it was, and he posts a load of images. And she used showed it because it was quite spooky and I think she was a bit 
sort of uh, goth. Old, yeah goth alternative, and she'd posted it, but it was Neil Burnell's, and so actually I I did at that point say, listen, it's not cool, you know, you, you shouldn't be sharing, you shouldn't be using other people's work, but she actually said I didn't realise I I thought it was this guy's work who's happy to have his work shared, and actually he'd nicked it from Neil Burnell, so, but yeah, it's um. It's, it's done all over the place. On Twitter, it's rife and you don't realise, you know, Instagram as well. You don't realise how many people are stealing other people's images and just posting them up for their own. And it's potluck if you if you come across it as the create, you know, as, as the person who's actually created it. You know, I mean, I, I've used, I use, what's it called? Is it Pixie? Pixie, is it? The one where it, it trawls the net to find images. You, you, Link, link it to your account, Flickr or whatever, and then this thing trawls the net to find ones. And I've I've found one guy used about four or five of my images on, I don't know, I can't, it, the site was not a big site, but it was sort of a version of, a version of Instagram, but sort of like a, you know, a much less used one, where he'd said a day around London, and he'd done a blog about his day around London, but all the pictures, or well, three of the pictures he used for his vlog of the day around London were mine. <laughs> and I sort of looked at it, uh, but do you know what I thought? Oh, it's been viewed like twice. He's a nobody, so I just didn't even bother. I sort of left it. What annoyed me was that it, it was this was a, an award-winning Mexican photographer, and um, you know, it, so it wasn't sort of defending a, a, a keen amateur who's. It, it was just, I I just thought somebody needs to call this woman out and say, you know, and and. You know, this is somebody who gets a lot, has got a lot of followers. This image was getting a lot of traction. And so right in the middle of her comments now is someone saying, yeah, you're just a low-rent low pirate. Mm -hmm. So hopefully these other people have, have got the message and, and, you know, will, you know, you'd like to think, they'll go, oh, well, I won't follow this account anymore. Did she reply back at all? Sorry? Did she reply back at all? I don't know. I didn't check. <laughs> I was about, it was three or four days ago. I just I went in. How dare you! You know, full on wrapping the keyboard, and moved on with my life. There's a massive difference, obvious difference. If she's claiming it is her image, mm. but well, I think yeah. the natural reaction is if you post an image, people think it is yours. Yeah, well, I looked at her account, and it was obvious she she drops one or two a day, and and either she's one of the best photographers there has ever been. Mm. <laughs> Or, or she's just soaking up the the Twitter love from people who don't know any better. But I just it was almost I wanted to educate the people that were following her as much as call her out to say you know this is this is if you know a bit about photography you'll you'll know this photographer. So well, we, anyway. I mean we, we we talked about this before, but I had a, a, the same thing on my um, my village Facebook page. Right there's a there's a woman on there. And she regularly goes out and takes pictures with her iPad. So she'll she'll pop off up the springs or enter her back garden and she'll go, oh, I saw a blackbird or a robin today. And there'll be like four pictures where the robin's like this big on the screen, pixelated, of and then one out the out of the four will be like the best picture of a robin you've ever seen. <laughs> and I look I, I, I looked at you know, me and my wife, we sort of used to look at them and go, That's not that's something that's not She's got that from somewhere, clearly. So you start off by being all sort of like, so you say, message, send her a thing saying, Where did you, what, what camera did you use on that? It's really nice. And so I just took it on my iPad. You're like, that's, 
bokeh for your iPad. And then, you know, another time you'll say, well, this is really good. This, is... But the trouble is, all the time, she's getting like, 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 you should enter this into competition. Thank you very much. You should... This is amazing. Thank you very much. And then she'd do it like she'd go, I've been at the Springs today, five pictures of mud, and then one of some Bavarian rainforest that just looks like something you've never seen. And you go, whereabouts in the Springs is that? And she'd say, oh, it's just around the back. back you can't see. And in the end, she'd done this for probably six or seven months. And the one that finally got me was it was autumn. And she posted, you know, seven iPad pictures of out-of-focus leaves. And one of a load of falling leaves, which was a still from a computer-generated video of falling leaves that she'd nicked off a site to say, download this animation of falling leaves. And in the end, I said, look, this is ridiculous. And I, I sort of said, you've done this loads, and this is someone else's work that they've gone out and put all the effort in that you're claiming as your own, and it's not right. And do you know what happened? She blocked me, deleted it, and then carried on doing it. Because it, people just don't care. No. And that's the fact no. of it. It doesn't matter how many times you point it out to them. You could point it out to that woman probably, Dave, until you're blue in the face and tell all of her followers she'll just delete your comment and carry on. Mm -hmm. Don't blame her. <laughs> I would. But it's wrong, though. It is wrong. You're right. But I don't think there's a cure. I don't think there's a yeah. cure for Twitter, unfortunately. It is wrong, but I think we'd all do what you did with Neil Burnell. You know, if it's if it's a known photographer and therefore you know that it's been blatantly stolen, you would absolutely call them out and yeah. uh, and add them up for it because it's just wrong. You know, it's just respect for the community of photographers, isn't it, really? And the work that they produce and the effort they put into it that somebody can just nick it and claim it as theirs. This but is the this is the, this is the sad thing though, isn't it? That we're so desperate nowadays for people to like us or like what we do that we'll go to lengths of stealing stuff just so people say that's really nice, I like that. I like what you've done there. Because there's no other mm. benefit, they're not selling it. They're not mm. they're not gonna do anything with it. They literally just want people to put a little heart on it to say, Well done, we mm. like you, I'm gonna validate what you are even though you've mm. nicked it off of someone else. How sad's that, really? Lacking self-esteem, obviously, aren't they? Mm. They just want a bit of credit and love. Bless them. There's better ways to do it, isn't there? Go on, Dave. insights. Yeah, Dave, you bastard. Grumpy by name, grumpy by nature. How do you feel about um, pe people that rent... Lamborghinis for the day and take pictures for Instagram sitting in a Lamborghini giving the impression that it's theirs like is that's the same thing to me it's like yeah. people looking for attention and they're just doing whatever they can to to you know to make themselves look good is that the same thing to you like is that like hiring a limo on your hen night no this is my limo no, I, 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 he's not going to watch this, so I'll say it. I'm not going to say who, but there, there's a guy in Toronto that I, I, I actually worked with. We, we were doing a, a TV, filming a TV show uh, a few weeks ago, and I thought, oh, I'll follow, I'll follow him. Uh, seems like a nice guy, young guy in his twenties, and um, is it Bieber? Uh, is it Bieber? Huh? The Bieber. 
No. <laughs> um, so, so I noticed actually yesterday on where was it LinkedIn or somewhere it might have been. Um, but he he t- put a picture up. He's sitting in a Lamborghini, um, and he, the way he shot it and the and the caption that he used, it looked like it was his. And he's like, you know, where where am I going to drive in my Lamborghini now? Type thing. I thought, Jesus, like, is that what people like? Th- like you know because it's cool to be an, a successful entrepreneur these days and apparently if you want to be a successful entrepreneur you've got to have a lamborghini and a private jet i'm screwed so i don't know I, that to me oh. is is worse than somebody taking somebody's image to try and get attention but hey that's just me it's all the same though it, you can go down as many levels as you want whether it's someone stealing someone's you know, photos, someone pretending that they're famous or, or rich or uh, successful because they've hired a Lamborghini. It's the same. You go right down the levels where you get people, and these are the ones that annoy me more than anything, right? <laughs> Facebook, yeah? Having a great time, having a great time at the party. Stop putting on Facebook and have a great time then. You don't, if, if you're, okay, if you're having okay. that much of a good Can, can we yes, just sir? rewind half an hour? I know. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm what do you say? No, new leaf. I turn a new leaf. I'm positive. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're having that much of a good time, it wasn't even no, half an hour. You're not. No, good. what was it? <laughs> Rewind. Ten minutes. If you're having that much of a good time, there's no need to put it on Facebook. You wouldn't have time to put it on Facebook because you're having a good time. Or the other one, right? That really. <laughs> Go me. on, guys. Oh, what else annoys you? Love you, right? Facebook, yeah. Oh, John's so annoying. Uh, yeah, you're really annoying as well, Kathy. You're sitting on the same sofa. <laughs> right, have the conversation with each other. Don't put it on Facebook. There's a couple who who live near me, and and they're lovely. They're lovely people, right? They're really lovely people. But I had to delete them as friends on Facebook because every single time, every night, it'd be like I was sat watching sat watching someone on the sofa with my you know with my fella. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? We love what. Off, have the conversation between yourself. Yeah, just talk to look. They're there. You don't need to do it through the medium of Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> that that really. But that's just the same. It's just people wanting, you know, look at all the Instagram influencers. They're not. That's not them. That's not their lives. No. But do you not think? But do you not think so? That social media has driven it all in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. It's the opportunity for fame, so the yeah. it's, and it's easy. It's easy to be done, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it is, yeah. and it's easy to fake yeah. it. It's really yeah. easy to fake it, and it's like if you look, you've you've said this before. TikTok, you go on TikTok, and it is just a wash with just you know people trying to pretend that they're something they're not because they want to be famous for being famous. They just want to be famous for what for getting loads of views on tiktok or or instagram you know they just want to what are you famous for uh, being famous what's your talent i'm yeah. um, famous it's, it's madness absolute madness Kim Kardashian. this is this is <laughs> one of those subjects that we could talk about for all night but we're never going to change the fact that it's just happened to it is what it is you know we can we, we can six or five grumpy old men can yeah. moan about it as much oh, as we want to but kids today i tell you they spend all their life on but, their mobile phones they should get out of the countryside yeah breathe that get out play air. football play cricket yeah. get on your I bike ultimately you've got a choice though right you don't have to you don't have to um 
you know, watch all of this stuff or have a Facebook account or anything. So, I don't know. It's like, the thing is, you know, I, to quote Gary Vaynerchuk, the market is the market. If you don't like it, then, you know, you just got to deal with it. You've got two choices, deal with it, work with it, uh, or, or just, you know, get the hell out. Just ignore it. And, uh, you know, bringing it back to photography, over the past few years, there have been landscape photography in particular, there have been landscape photographers that have been complaining that a lot of landscape photographers with big YouTube followers aren't great photographers and it's not fair because I'm better than them or such and such is better than them. And you know what? It, it's it, Deal with it then. Do something about it. Complaining yeah. about it and feeling sorry for yourself is not the answer. Nothing's going to change because the market is the market. You can either start a YouTube channel and, and, and tell oh. your story and, and you know, give your perspective and or or don't watch YouTube. Like, that's it. It's simple. <laughs> so hang, hang right? on. Complaining yeah. about it is not the answer. No, complaining about it isn't the answer. In, in, well, you're not going to you're not going to benefit, are you? Oh, that's Gary's. Oh, dude. that's you, that's Gary. Like that's literally, like, that's just my whole life wasted. That's his essence. <laughs> no, you're right. You're well, absolutely you, right. You, you know, it, it's like I know I know some people don't like a lot of people don't like Peter McKinnon, right? Bring uh, it. And I know I've got some I've got some <laughs> friends, some fellow photography friends and part you of love him. sort of. No, I don't. I, I respect yes, do. him because I respect him because he's figured it out and he's making money from it. And I don't have to watch him. I don't subscribe to him, by the way, because um, most of his stuff he's under pressure to to perform now. He's just a. He's, you get to the point with with a YouTube channel where if it's your full time job, you've got this pressure to to keep making money. It's it's where you get your income from. So you become a sleazy used car salesman sometimes, and sometimes you do great creative content that. You know, it, it, nobody's forcing anybody to, to, to do anything. Um, well, that drink's really kicking in now. What were you saying? <laughs> yeah. I told you you shouldn't have had me on with alcohol. The thing is, if you're going to pose by a Lambo and make out it's yours, you're going to do it properly. What you do is you get yourself personalised number plates made up and blue tack them onto it. That's yeah. Photoshop is good too, yes. I should yeah. try that with my private jet. <laughs> See, I could never get away with that because they'd go, "You're not fitting in that, mate." <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how much you're trying to f convince us you're not fitting in that Lamborghini. Um, no, anyway, sorry. Um, photography. Let's do. Let's do room one hundred and one for photography before we finish. I've got about half an hour left, so let's do room one hundred and one for photography. And let's start with someone who's actually got something, and that's Jamie. Because I know that you've definitely got <laughs> something, Jamie. So he always on. revises, doesn't he, Jamie? I do. I, I'm, I'm a SWAT. I am a big yeah, SWAT. No, good. Yeah, yeah. What are you putting in there? That's why. All right, I've got a couple of things. <laughs> yes, I have. I have an app that is completely use, useless, which is hyperfocal distance apps. Come on, oh, who uses a yes. hyperfocal distance? Oh, app? with you. Yeah, absolutely. You know what a waste of bloody time that is. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah. I the only reason I don't I don't use it because I always forget my turn measure. That's the only reason. <laughs> Do you know exactly. what? I, I have never ever 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 looked at a photo and gone, look at the hyperfocal distance on that. <laughs> Isn't it ridiculous? <laughs> ever. 
No, but have you have you have you looked at the phone and said, "Look how sharp that photo is." I bet he's used hyperfocal. <laughs> exactly. Neither. No, no, no. No. But who actually really understands it or, or can care less about it? If we're honest, you know, we, yeah, we, just, it, we just focus a third of the way in or exactly. to infinity or whatever. And it always you know? works. And it, exactly, it always works. Yeah, so, yeah. So it's okay. a complete waste of effort creating yeah, an app. That's going you in. Know, the, the like concept, that. the science, okay, it's there, and maybe I'm not going to challenge the science because I'm sure it works, but making an app for people to physically yeah. bloody get, as you say, get a tape measure and measure it, waste of bloody time. You, you learn that by just getting out there and, and, and shooting, right? You, you know yeah. that if you shoot with a 24mm lens that, that you're going to get totally different results than you know shooting at 200. And just by getting out there and using different lenses and, and, and trying and to, you, you, yeah. you quickly mm. figure out when you're taking a shot, where you need to focus, it's not rocket science. It's just get out there and practice. You don't all these courses and training. It's all. Plus, you've got an LCD screen to review that image as well. By the way, before we carry on, uh, the uh, podcast-sponsored hyperfocal distance app is coming out to uh, Android and iOS <laughs> next week. So, yeah. what's the next one? Um, well, uh, a couple of random ones, really. They're, they're, they're products that you get that are a waste of time. Tripod bags and lens bags. You know when you get a tripod <laughs> and it comes in a really expensive-looking yeah. bag, doesn't it? What the hell do you need that yeah. for? It just, it just goes, I've got three or four of them just sitting in the cupboard that I've never bloody used. You know, waste of time. Nobody puts a tripod in a bag and then puts it on their backpack, do they? Waste of money. And then the same with lens. Sometimes you get those nice fancy lens bags. James is going to come up with a whole load of them. Yes, yeah. <laughs> nice yeah. fancy lens bags as well. They're just was just give me give me twenty percent off the price and don't put the lens bag or the yeah, tripod. It's lovely bag sort of leather. Le- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly that. Exactly that. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. What a waste of money. Reduce yeah. your packaging. Reduce your bags and just give me a cheaper product. Simple as. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you look like Brian. You look like Brian Harvey. Out of East 17. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Noddy. Anyway. Uh, they were good. So that, yeah, that, that's me done. So they're, they're my products. No, and, I'm uh, all for you there, Jim. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think let's, let's go to Simon because I, I think he's probably revised something and got something down. Um, I hadn't thought about it beforehand, but now you're talking about it, I think um, people that are selling colour presets, what's a load of bollocks? <laughs> Yeah, we've done that one. Move on. Yeah. Have we? <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. Um, no, no, no. Gary was trying to flog some at one point. I mean, really, if you need to buy a colour preset, you shouldn't be doing photography. It's it's just it's part of the creative process. Yeah. yeah. I've got a set available called the Panoramic Cheetah set. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. I'm, I'm, thinking of, I'm thinking about bringing out a... a I'm talking to uh, Johnny Rotten about doing a... Um, load of bollocks sit series you know um never mind the bollocks here's the sepia never 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 mind learning to use photoshop here's here's the lazy answer i'm a lazy sod there you go perfect um no the other one is um i've got two um i've forgotten what the other one is now Carry on. Just go to somebody else. You should write it down like me. Come on. I know. I should have written it. It's so Um Jamie, do you use presets? I have bought some presets in the past, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, you have? I Mark Littlejohn. Mark Littlejohn's <laughs> presets. Yeah. 
<laughs> but wow. do I use them? Yes, I have looked at using them, but I use them as a as a an easel to start painting from rather than a, a transformation of my shots. Okay. I wish we'd started with you. <laughs> I don't. It's fun. <laughs> Listen, I'm supporting good photographers in the yeah. community by buying their presets. That's what I'm doing. Uh, Dave, you can go next. You, okay. You... My first one is backpack camera inserts. What a waste of time they are. If you've got your camera in your backpack, it couldn't be in a worse place. That's me. Oof. Okay. Struggling with that one. Yeah, but I mean, if you've got a camera, you want it in your hand because you can't, it was in your backpack, it's no use to you. No use to you whatsoever. Okay. So I've, I've got a backpack that has a camera thing built into it and you unzip it and open it up and it's there so i've got a primer stove i've got a water bottle i've got a little a, a cup some coffee bags it's like a little kitchen but i've got any photographic <laughs> equipment chair. in it you've got a chair as well i've got a deck chair and, and, a, and a brolly and they all go in my camera insert because all my kit is to hand so that's that's my first one. My second one is camera settings. When people say, "What are the camera settings for that shot?" Uh, my stock answer now is, "You don't need to know because it's no use to you whatsoever." Yeah, yeah, mm. um, yeah I, I don't I don't understand why anybody would ever want to know what your exposure settings are. Yeah. I can understand things like uh, focal length and the sort of how you compose something creatively. I get that, but knowing you know, shutter speed, if it's a moving subject, yes, I get that. But by and large, just to sort of, oh, what, what was your, your ISO, for example? It's funny, actually, because recently I've made vlogs, I've been posting my, my camera settings. It's something I haven't done before that in a long time. I just yeah, think I it, adds, it, it adds a, a little bit of extra content. But I've always been on and on about it. I'm with you on that, Dave. Do, do you know I used to post mm. mine all the time? Always. Tom Seaton does. Yeah. But then I looked and went, this is such a pain in the arse doing yeah, this extra is. text. Um, it no, and it makes no point because, like you say, the light's going to be, you're not going to go and stand in exactly the same lighting, exact same conditions I am. So it's a waste of time. So that's gone now. They've gone for me. No. See, mm. what, I, what I do is if there is some reason why I'm shooting at a certain shutter speed or at a certain aperture, I'll explain that when I'm taking the picture. Yeah. Just routinely putting my and, and as I say, people write in all the time and say, yeah. "Oh, what were the camera settings?" And uh, it's sort of I, I have written back recently to one guy and said, "Look, you don't need to know. It's not going to help you at all. Mm. Yeah. You, you need to get over that. As if having that magic formula is going to make you a better photographer. That that's no reason to follow my photography. Yeah. And if you I won't if you've got any issues, you can fix it all with a preset. So exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Go on then, James, what you got? The only thing that comes to my mind is UV filters. Oh, yeah. What is the use of UV yeah. filters? I think the commonly used these days just to protect the front element. Yeah. But yeah. Do they actually work? Do they actually cut down the UV? Do they actually what shred even, through that? What does it even do? What, what does it do? What does it, what yeah. is, what does it produce? So many coatings. Yeah, I mean... It's just a protector. Quite, you, it is, though, isn't it? I mean, if you want to shoot, you want to cut through the hairs, you use a polarizer anyway, do you not? I, yeah. I don't use filters, but... No, I have no idea. I have no I idea. Like 
what a UV no. filter does at all. all. All it is is putting an extra layer of glass in front of your expensive glass and yeah. therefore degrading the image potentially. Yeah. What about expanding on that and filters? Polarizer and that's ND it. ND filters. Huh? Polarizer is all I use. Is it? I don't really yeah. use polarizer, do I? But I, I do use ND filters for video, though, because you need to, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. But if you want that shallow depth of field, yes, they do. You know, you, you do not need filter. Well, you know, no, that's terrible. That's see, that's, an, that's my opinion, and that's, that's if you like yeah. using filters, if you like the process of standing in the rain having you know pulling out all of these these filters and getting them wet and wiping them and sliding them into things and that makes you happy then do it <laughs> there you go and and i've seen you do that dave in person and you're happy you've got a smile on your face you're, so we're going to leave you to do that but personally i prefer just to take two shots and do it in photoshop in the warm while i've got a beer in my hand mm, just, it's personal preference dave you're a filter user right can i ask you this question because this is do you did you do this? Because every time I ever got a grad filter out, I would do this. I'd get my bag out, then I'd go right, point one soft grad, or point sorry, point three soft grad, point six, point nine soft grad. Like regardless whether do I need it? Why have I even got a point three and a point six soft grad? <laughs> yeah. I'm never ever going to use them. She's too stuck. Yeah, yeah. I'm no. literally point point nine. Thank you. Well, That's the, the easy solution I've I've got a solution to that. That works for me is I've only got one grad filter. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. point nine, right? Three stack filters. Yeah. Like the other ones, you just go no, no. No, because in in a situation where there's enough dynamic range to need a filter, you're very unlikely to satisfy that requirement with anything less than a, than a point nine. So so the the other ones become irrelevant because those are the instances where with a modern dynamic range, you won't have a problem anyway. You'll be able to either, you know, not clip the highlights or pull the shadows, whatever you need to do. Um, it's only when you get into the realms of a bit of a headache. Um, and Simon makes a really good point. I mean, you know, they, they can be a real ball ache. But when I'm in the mountains uh, and the camera's on my shoulder strap and suddenly there's a shaft of light on another peak, I, I, I'm yes, I could bracket it because I've got really good IBIS in the camera. But it is actually easier to have a, have a filter just on the lens, so it comes off the shoulder. Click, I've got the image. Um, knowing that, because yeah, the dynamic range can be pretty colossal. You've got dark rock of a mountain versus a shaft of light. It, it, you know, uh, the one I did recently at, at um, Ridley, the light was was intense in places, but bits of it were really dark. Bits of some of my compositions, I did a lone tree shot. That lone tree to the eye was solid shadow because the sky was so bright. So I angled a, a filter on that one. But yeah, um, I just found, and I didn't start using filters when I got back into digital photography after I came back to it after my sabbatical. Um, but I thought I'll, I'll give it a go because I had used them back in film days and I just found them useful. Uh, and I, I won't have anything in my bag take up space or weight that isn't useful it's not useful it can yeah. i don't need it so it's just personal preference but i totally get not using them as well mm. yeah mm. no okay. i think i think it's whatever you, whatever makes you feel good but it's it's when people try and force their opinion that's mm. what annoys me again going back to, it's like people people that become case filter ambassadors right 
So now they're going to, if they're doing workshops, oh, you can, you can try out a whole range of case filters. They're basically double glazing salesmen. Of course, they're going to try and get you to say, oh, yeah, you need to use graduated filters and I can sell you them right now. We can do a deal. My, my favourite my favorite thing when you've got a filter ambassador, regardless of who they are when they're doing a video, is when you get those little close-ups. Cynical comments. You get, Cynical they, comments. <laughs> you get those little close-ups that it would like, just zoom up and there'll be the logo. <laughs> Lingering on the logo. I'm just putting my Wolverine version 3.4. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm just going to drop in a, you know, a case. I'm just going to drop in a leaf filter here. I'm just going to drop in a case filter. It doesn't matter. It's a filter, isn't it? I'm just going to drop in a filter. <laughs> I, must admit, I can't imagine. The only thing I'm prepared to be an ambassador for is the mountains. Yeah. Because they're worth yeah, yeah. being an ambassador for. But yeah. in a million years, if someone come along and said, oh, will you use our stuff and be our ambassador? I'm sorry, but you haven't got enough money to get me to do that. Yeah. but you know what I, I i do make fun of people that are these ambassadors and try and flog all this stuff to make a few quid but if you've gone into doing landscape photography as a full-time job and need to make money from it i guess you've so got no yeah. choice you, yeah. you know you, you've got a you've got a you've, you've got to do your after soul, daily routine you? right well i know i don't necessarily buy that simon no. because if you if you say you're right i i'm i'm gonna set myself up as a landscape photographer it's perfectly feasible to do that off the back of selling good work and helping people to improve because you're you can run engaging workshops and all that sort of stuff. You know, there are people out there. I mean, we had Stuart on. Stuart's a great example of somebody you know who who does it yeah. based on the quality of his work and quite rightly so. And he's got got all the overhead and expense of a gallery, um, and yet. You know, one hopes he's he's tough times at the moment, but he's he's making a living. And if let's be fair, if you're an ambassador for something, you don't get much money for it. You get a free bag of filters and and tuppence halfpenny. Um, yeah. A friend of ours was was an ambassador for a filter company. He won't say who or which filter company, but I'll let you lot work it out. And he was getting tuppence halfpenny for every sale, and they were hard won. Yeah. Because yeah. most photographers have already got there. If they're filter users, they've probably already got a set. And also, because so, you, know, you get so little, you're having to, you feel you're probably having to push something and then you're becoming pushy. And that's probably where filter ambassadors get a bad name because they get so little commission for selling it, they then have to push it. And then, you know, you then become yeah. pushy. So I just think if, mm. if you're a professional landscape photographer, be that. Don't be, a, as you put it, a double glazing salesman. Because, because if if you if you're desperate enough that? to get, yeah, I mean, if you're a successful filter ambassador, you'll be doing well to make a hundred, two hundred quid on the side per month. And if that's oh, the man. difference between being a successful photographer and not, you're in the wrong job. Christ, that's loads yeah. of money for me. Yeah, no, it's. It, I think yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's just an additional source. I mean, the landscape photographer these days, you need to bring in as much different sources as you can possible. So yeah. it's just yeah. another yeah. additional. As long as you believe in it, though, I think that's the thing. You've got to believe in your product, haven't you? Otherwise, yeah, you I'm just are. putting on this crap filter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but you don't really need because I've got Photoshop anyway. I wonder how that. many people though actually put on their except for supposedly. How many people put on their whatever filter and go? I wish I had a, a different one on. 
but I've got to. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I wish yeah. I had a proper one, but I've got to do this one. Anyway, <laughs> my, my, do, you want, do you want to know my my room one hundred and one thing? Go on, so then, Gary. I've, got, I've got two off the top of my head. All of a sudden, one Ooh. of the first one is is what's in my bag. Right, I don't care what's in your bag. <laughs> one of our uh, recent guests has just passed. He, he has. Do you not like it? <laughs> who is who is it? Owen. Owen. I don't I care. Did it I don't, as well. I don't care what's in your bag. I literally couldn't right, care less. Tell no, him dis- that. no disrespect. <laughs> what's in my bag? Oh, I've got a camera and I've got a couple of lenses. Well, of course you have your. Talking about <laughs> and a cheese sandwich. What are you expecting? Oh, I've got a snake. I've got a snake in my bag. And... To be honest, to be fair on Owen, there's a bit of a story there. He's completely changed. Yeah, his, yeah, yeah, it was a bit. He's changed his system. Wasn't That's it? okay yeah, though. That's yeah. saying I've changed my system. Yeah. Let's talk about it. But it's when you, it's like everybody, you know, what's in my bag? Well, we know what's in your bag. It's going to be a camera. I was planning on doing that. I know, not purely in my bag. But do you know, though, do you know that the, the, the reason they're so popular for care. a lot of people is because they put Amazon links, affiliate links yeah, on yeah, their thing and it, and it mm. generates money. And that's where this whole yeah. what's in my bag thing started. I've never done one. I'm going to try that. I think I'm going to yeah, try that. Yeah. It's I've not just what's in my bag. It's what is my bag as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Oh, my new bag. My new bag. Yeah. And and the other one, actually, yeah. there's another one as well that winds me up with 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 photographers, is when yeah. you you watch someone and every five minutes they're getting a new camera. It's like <laughs> so I've got I've got this camera, and then the next video oh I've now got this camera, and the next video oh I've got this camera. I've got four hundred vlogging cameras. I've got seventy five bags. It's like take a picture with it, mate. I mean, at least, you know, anyway, anyway, and the other You're thing, right. the other thing is, any this is always going to be a great subject for Gary, isn't it? Any, Things that people yeah, yeah. hate. Any focal yeah. length, any focal length below twenty-one millimeter. So anything Same below one. that can go into room one hundred and one. Any focal length below twenty-one millimeter can go into room one hundred and one. <coughs> That's it. Oh, what a crap! What? No, serious. Serious. You, you've lost it. I finally got that. I'm gonna yeah. take it as an hour. You mean lost, take a yeah. pano instead rather than doing it wide? Yeah. I just, I just you mean, cheat. I just mean, yeah. why wander up somewhere with your 16 millimeter thing and go? I'm gonna, I've got a lens here. I'm a landscape photographer. I'm gonna piss everyone off here. I'm a landscape <laughs> photographer, and I've got a lens here that can only really take the foreground because the background's so small. You need a microscope to, you need a telescope to see. You're it. not using it right now. You're not angling it. You need to angle it. Well, you get, you, you get six. You take something at sixteen millimeter, right? Anything, yeah. anything further away than me to this screen is like three times as small as it as it actually really is. It's like, what's the point? Unless you're taking a picture. Oh of, no, because of a natural crack in a curve and wide angle, it, incre- it enlarges the topper end of your image. Ah, sure. So elongates the, the foreground, and it leads into the landscape, the background. And it distorts it. It's all yeah. about using distortion. No, yeah, that's rubbish. Totally rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That interesting that you talking about wide-angle lenses because I, I, my recent video, I thought I'd review a, a new lens that I got. So oh yeah. Now, so now I, I'm, I'm doing. I'm, primer. I'm, do, I'm doing. Oh, sorry, let's move that. <clears throat> I'm doing the whole thing that you know. The whole commercial thing here. I'm I'm using lenses in the title to get views and stuff. I'm just sort yeah. of experimenting right now. But I was looking at a bunch of YouTube um, channels. I, I thought 
what what are other people talking about with you know what what are the best lenses to use for landscape photography and and it's unbelievable everybody's of course done a video on the best lenses that lenses you must have in caps and all of that stuff <sighs> and it, it's interesting from if you're just coming into landscape photography and you want to get some advice on youtube it's really confusing because some people some big channels you know we're talking about the bigger channels here that people will get in their feed say oh don't use a wide angle and others are saying use a wide angle it's I, I feel sorry for people because there's just so much you know there's so many different opinions around um i, I saw one one video i watched one video and the guy was saying oh i don't use 50 millimeter i only use wide angle or or telephoto because 50 millimeter is boring and i don't want to take boring images i'm thinking most of my life I've used a 50 millimeter out in the landscape. If you think your photos are boring because you're using a 50 millimeter, I don't think the problem is with the lens, buddy. <laughs> I, it's, it's just... <sighs> Sorry. Um, anyway, I think, I think we're done. I think that's, that's it for this week. Um, You've got it all off your chest now, have you, mate? Yeah, just for this week, yeah. Do you feel like, better? It's like therapy. It's like a therapy yeah. session. It's like this I start the session by saying... It's like an Alcoholics Anonymous, where I start the session by saying I'm not an alcoholic, as in I'm I'm not judgmental anymore. <laughs> I've got over that, and then by the end of the session, I pull the whole lot out, and all my judgment <laughs> just comes flooding out, and I can't help myself. That's what we're here for, mate. Yeah. Don't worry. It's good every yeah. week. You can't buy the t-shirt, by the way. It's not for sale. Oh. Anyway, thank you for watching this week. I hope you've enjoyed it. I'm very sorry. I've probably ruined it for everyone but uh, it's been great having you on simon um yes. really enjoyed it and well, yeah. the, the end of any reputation i might have had thank you <laughs> <laughs> ain't that well. the truth listen we we haven't got time to do a part two but we're going to get you back on at some point in the future and we will do another one with you because it's been brilliant so thank you so yeah. much for coming on it's been great fun yeah and uh and we will all see you next time goodbye See ya. Bye. 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 Bye.